Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome you all to a very, very, very special episode of Third Shift. This is episode 194, unless I'm vastly mistaken, which I don't think I am. But hey, if it is the right one, fantastic, because we're going to move right on in. And just let me say, I've got a special guest here today. As always, his name is the inglorious bastard, Mr. Matt. He is just high on life. He's got days on days off. He's been floating through the ether, playing them busy games. And having a good old time. I'm jealous. I am. Well, I was. Actually, I should say, I was jealous. But now I'm in the mm-hmm. same boat. I jumped in the boat. Yes. And here I am, about to have me some days off, hanging out with the family, playing some games. So here we go. Here's another wonderful episode with your homeboys, Mr. Eric and Mr. Matt. We're going to get off with, hey, how'd the week go, Mr. Matt? That was a pretty good week on the video game front. Obviously, there's no real-life things to talk about anymore, ever, in the whole entire world. All my things have been canceled. Everything's canceled. Everything's postponed. Everything's this. Everything's that. But in the video game world, I play Animal Crossing like a madman. I played it for like four hours today. I redid my town all over again. And the parts that I couldn't do, I'm set up to do, like clearing out areas because I'm going to move this person up here and that person over there and repaving the whole town because I bought, got a new bridge that's going to be a stone bridge instead of a log bridge. So I got to color coordinate all my stuff. Oh, again, it's so fun and so good and so chill and so nice. And the time just flies by when you're just doing something that's chill and easy and fun and the music's just nice and easy going. You're like, man, yeah. Or you put on a podcast or something. You're just like, yeah, man. Life's good. I'm not at work, and I'm 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 building my town. I'm having a good time. Other games I played, I played uh, Pikuniku, which I mentioned last week. I actually beat that during the course of this week. Not a big, deep, involved game or anything, but there were a lot of surprises in there that I wasn't expecting. A lot of goofy humor, like just like in that intro video that I talked about last week. Really, I don't know, just something silly and goofy that I needed a quick bite of. And it was just, it just felt good. It felt right on a Saturday night, you know. And then other than that, I since I was sick of Octopath Traveler, and to learn more why, listen to the What You Play in Third Shift from this past month over on the Patreon, which you'll hear more about later. But I was sick of seeing that in my in my Switch queue as like the very first game because it was the card that was inserted. And I was like, I got it. You know what? I need, I need a break from it anyway. I'm already taking a break, but I need a break from just seeing it first in the queue and saying, hey, you should play me even though you're not having a good time. So I pulled it out, put back in Katamari Damashi re-roll, and I've just been having a blast with that over the past few days. I still have issues with it, like I mentioned on a previous What You're Playing, but it's still it's still Katamari Damashi. It's still hilarious and fun and goofy. I beat it today, this morning, and I just put those that end credits music or the end stage credits music, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm talking about. Put that on repeat as I was making my breakfast, and I was just like, ah, oh, grooving and singing along to it. So good, so much fun. Then, of course, Persona 5 Royal. I'm sure I've played that at some point over the past week because I had so many days off. I must have played it one of those days. Greatest game ever made. Can't believe it. Can't 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 stand any other games when I think about Persona 5 Royal. So that was my week. It was a good week on the video game front. How about you, Eric? Well, in the world of the real life, as you said, everything's been canceled. Uh, camping's all gone. Who knows when it's coming back? Like you said, movie theaters and theater in general's all gone. Probably for the rest of the year, it's sounding like. so. Speaking of theater and, and shows and stuff, the one thing I had going on coming up this next month has been postponed a whole year. So that's why I'm laughing and I'm, I'm bitter and I'm angry and I'm sad. Because it, it was like, oh, maybe, maybe by late June I can do it. And they went, no, we'll just do it next year. And I went, oh, great. Yeah, but you might as well just toss it in the trash for now and just pick it back out eight months from now. Yep. Yeah. And... It gets a, I, could, I can go all about a whole conversation on where this is all going because it stinks, it sucks, but I, I'm, I'm not going down that road. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not going to do it. Anyways, in the video game world, I've got back into Destiny 2, as I've told you guys before. And what's really neat, and I'm actually enjoying at this point, is I'm not doing all the grindy bull crap, you know, none of that. I'm just getting on doing some raids with pals, and it is awesome. We are in there doing like the old raids we've all missed, you know, since all of the, all of us quit and haven't played for so long. Catching up, doing those every week. 
Uh, we got we're doing the the Riven one coming up tomorrow night, so it's actually like kind of exciting because I'm jumping in and doing all this really cool stuff that we never got to do, and since we're overpowered for it all, it's hard, but it's not like stupid hard like Destiny Two tends to be when it begin you know starts off. So very excited about that, and then uh, beyond that, playing Persona Five Royal, of course. I had to start all over. Everything got wiped. So I've been playing like crazy, trying to catch up, going nuts, skipping all the conversations, trying to get in where I'm supposed to be so I can get back fresh, get back to my groove. I've changed a little bit on the way. So on some ends, I'm happy, but on other ends, I'm sad because I've messed up a couple things that I wanted, but I also gained a couple things I didn't have last time. So it's a trade-off, but I I feel kind of weird because I feel like that's not... That wasn't my playthrough. Now I'm on like this weird alternate timeline. So it's uh-huh. kind of messing me up in the head right now because I'm like, well, this isn't my real one. My real one is gone. Now I'm on like this weird alternate one. This isn't my real one. I'm on this weird alternate one. I'm actually not even spending time with my friends because I'm skipping all our all cool our conversations, all the yeah. fun we're having. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, of course, the big, you know, the key moments I've, uh, I've, stud by and watched and like some yeah. of the conversations that i know are actually hilarious or ridiculous i go ahead mm-hmm. and watch those but for the most part yeah i've been just like blah, 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 whatever doesn't get i know the response here we go click 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 mm-hmm. click 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 thankfully as of last night i got about two more hours before i'm where i'm supposed to be where i was Good. when i quit so we're almost mm-hmm. back to you know ground zero playing again i can't wait to get there i can't wait to just let the whole story just fill me back in and just live in the world peacefully and know that every choice i make going forward is my original choice because i was never at that point to begin with so excited about it i can't wait to get to it but in a nutshell that's what i've been up to i would like to say i was playing borderlands but i didn't play any borderlands because i lost my stage so i got to redo a whole bunch of stuff and i'm gonna get to it but uh you know at the moment it's just I can only go one step at a time, folks. You know, I can only catch up one of these games at a time. It's kind of heartbreaking. I don't know if you've ever lost all of your saves and all of your data before, but it sucks. And yes, you'll go, where's the cloud? I've already told the story. The cloud didn't save it because I do a share account thing. And apparently under the rules, regulations to discourage you from doing such things, they uh, didn't save any of my crap. So yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was like, man, why didn't we play Borderlands this weekend? Because we played Overwatch and had a great time like we always used to. I was just sitting here thinking when you were like, oh, man, we had to get those levels up. I was like, that's it. We had to just play some old content and hang out and blah, blah, blah. And still would have had a good time, but not as good of a time as we did have because that was wild. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. Had a blast with it. Can't wait to do it some more. Can't wait to just get back up and all my stuff. But it's mm-hmm. a long ways away, man. Long ways away. So that was us individually this week. Together as a team this week, we've been working on something you're going to hear more about later in the episode. But we also did IG2G episode 78, in which we got to talk about the greatest game ever made by human society. Or I'm going to say it's even going to be better than games made by robots in the future. We talked all about Persona 5 Royal, and we talked about some fun releases, which were not Persona 5 Royal, and actually kind of piqued my interest at least. I was going to say at least some of my releases. No, every single one of them. I was like, damn, I should get that game. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same exact boat. Everything I talked about, I was like, that looks really fun. That looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Will I get it? Probably not, but it's definitely one of those ones I want to pay attention to and watch. And if I ever see some Supercell 4, boom, yep. picking it up. Definitely going to get it. Except for the Gears, which I talked about at a different time. I just want to say, I'm still high on my radar. <laughs> I just want mm-hmm. to mention that. I don't know what it is about that one, but I'm just like... Like all my attention keeps on shifting back to that game, and I'm like, "Nice, what is it? I don't know why. I mean, I haven't played Gears in years. Oh, that Ryan, mm. that felt good. That felt real good. That's, but it just something I'm about shaking it. my head. But it, it's <laughs> I'm shaking my head in appreciation of how good it was. But I don't know what it is, folks. I just really want to play that game. It has nothing to do with this IG2G. But there you go. So that was us as a team this week. Coming up next week, we might do that Talented Tuesday that's still on the back burner. I'm not sure if we're going to get to that. We're going to get to it, but it's just we have something to get keeps to happening. You know, it's always we, something. <laughs> we got to get to it before the event ends. Mm-hmm. We got to draw something from the Revenge of the Cartels event before it's over. Thank God it runs to like June 4th, so yes. we're pretty good we're on gonna that. We're going to be all right. We got it covered. <laughs> 
But another thing we got covered is the shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands the pre-sequel and Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. So hit up the Twitter, the Red the Forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Go check that stuff out. You know what Randy does. He loves at the end of the week. Everybody's getting ready for that weekend. He puts up them codes. And boy, oh boy, you better get in there and get them. Get yourself some legendaries because you need them if you want to go through the mayhem levels and become a badass. And hey, speaking of breaking news, which we weren't even speaking about, but I'm speaking about it right now. A tweet just came out from Borderlands, and now it's loading really slow on my phone, so I don't get to do a cool intro. It says, hey, from now until May 21st, you can get great deals on Borderlands merch. So hit up the Gearbox official tweet that just came out right now that I literally just retweeted as I'm recording the show right now. It says, visit the post here for more info. That won't load for me, but maybe it'll load for you, especially by the time you're hearing this. Get yourself some great deals on some merchandise. And it won't be free loot, but get you know, get yourself some paid-for loot on sale. That's right. Hey, reduced loot. You know what I'm saying? That's reduced nice. Yeah, I like that. It's like reduced lunches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 40 cents, man. 40 cents. It makes a difference. It all adds up. I'll tell you what. Just like all these hot fixes and all these patch notes that Gearbox be throwing out there. Nope, we got to do something else no, instead first. It was so good. It was too good. It was too good. I knew it was going to be ruined. I knew it was too good to be true. Damn it, man. What do we got to do first? What do you got for us? Well, we got to send a reminder out to all the people who aren't using this program, but it's it's coming to an end. The Borderlands VIP program is ending on May 18th at midnight. That's 18th at midnight of the night of that day, not of the morning of that day. Look, I don't know. It's Pacific time, so you guys on the East Coast get an extra four more hours, but they haven't been putting a lot of stuff into that for the past like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months anyway. Uh-huh. So not a big deal, but just a reminder for everybody out there, if you didn't get your little Molly Wan gun and you want to roll another level, you know, level zero character, go ahead and get that in there because it's going away as of the 18th. Hot diggity dog. You know what's not going away is those wonderful patch notes that Gearbox keeps throwing at us. Nope, we gotta right. do nope. something else. Boom. Boom. Nope. Shotgun. Matt, do it. Pow, pow, pow. What's the next one, Matt? <laughs> I'm lying this time. There's nothing else. That's, oh, dang it. Just, I, I, I was, was like, this is you a cool thing. I actually like this thing. <laughs> I'll just keep segueing into a shotgun blast all day long. It'll be good. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I could just start saying random things out of the rest of the show, but no, now is the time. Yes, Eric said it. It's time for the hot fixes. I'll just roll into the very first one, which is the only one that has much interest to me, is that the loot the universe has now moved on from Eden 6 to Necrotefeo. And actually, as I search frantically on my phone right here, or maybe Eric can do it real quick on his computer, Danny did post up the locations and the items for Necrotefeo in... Our Discord. So if you're in the Discord, man, you know about it already. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to all these other people. There it is. Hot diggity daffodil. Thank you, Danny. In Desolation's Edge, you get rocket launchers and class mods. In Echelon Reef, you get unknown. In Quietus Pike, you get unknown. Oh, geez. Thanks a lot, Danny. This is pretty much useless. No, I'm joking. It takes time, man. It takes time. You know, they got to fill it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the boys and girls are out there working hard. That's true. But in Tanzadir Ruins, you get assault rifles and artifacts. The Pyre of Stars, you get submachine guns. Trial of Survival, you get shotguns. Trial of Cunning, pistols. Trial of Supremacy, assault rifles. Trial of Instinct, rocket launchers. Trial of Fervor, shields and snipers. As she said, if you love doing trials, this is your week. And that was amazing because I, I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. It didn't even cross my mind. And then that got posted and I went, oh, you're right. Holy cow. This is the week if you like trials to get in there because they're all over the place there and you're going to get a ton of them. And I was like, hmm, this would be the time. This would be the time to get out and play, do those because it would instantly level me back up, get me maxed out, a ton of gear to boot, and away I'd go to the races. So I'm heavily contemplating getting in there sometime this weekend and smoking it. Hopefully. It does sound pretty good because, like we always say, the trials are a nice little self-contained thing. You're not just running in a circle farming stuff or just running in, spawn the boss, go up, go down, blah, 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 blah. It's a nice little, hey, grab the flag and run to the end, basically, yep. and there you go. And accomplish a couple bonus missions and and get bonus yeah. loot. It's easy. So it's something we both like to do, so maybe we'll actually do that. I agree with that. We'll let you know on next week's episode. 
So, as Matt said, Necrotophea has it, and I am also stoked on that note because I get to go talk with Sparrow and Grouse and listen to those two have their little shenanigans oh, yeah, back yeah. and forth. I love those two. They're some of my favorite characters from Borderlands 3, but I feel like I rarely visit Necrotophea whenever I'm playing and doing yeah. stuff, so I've kind of let them just live their lives all by them little lonesome selves for quite a while now. And it makes me sad. And this is an opportunity to get back in there, clean up some freaking side quests that I'm sure I don't have or something since I'm level 53 again or whatever. I was going to say, I only saw them the one time through. I did all their side quests on normal. And then I went back and because there's an extra one that spawns after you beat the game, I think. But I went back and got an extra one. And then when it was true Vault Hunter mode, by the time I got to Necro Feo, I was just like, at max level, it's just time to beat the game. And I got no time to talk to nobody. I just run Typhon. Don't send me here, send me there, send me up, send me down. I'm leaving. Like you said, great characters and fun little side missions too. The anger management side mission was, well, was fun. hilarious. All kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I can get in there, have some fun with that. But. I also have to get back into the Maliwan takedown because they reduced the loot pools of the bosses inside of that instance. So now only the shields will drop from the Valkyries and then the weapons drop from Wotan himself. So it'll be easier to farm now because each one has more of a dedicated loot pool. So you'll know what you're going for and who to farm and who to not farm if you're looking for only one of those two particular items. And I believe they also said they're increasing the amount of legendaries that can drop from both of those bosses. Not 100% sure, but I have a note here that says legendaries up. So legendaries up and then split. So if you do like farming that black site, go ahead and do it. I honestly haven't touched it since the two times that I beat it because I didn't want to be like, oh, I fail at it now. And I, I wanted to go out on like a super rocket high, just shooting myself to the moon. With Which I one. think we should revisit because, of course, we did that when it was, you know, true takedown. We should go back now that it's adjusted to one player, two player, three player, four player, and see if me and you can go in there and just smoke it and have some fun. We should definitely do it with Uh the two of us, because I know I tried to do it solo and Woten did too much damage. I think if we have both of us, we can at least kind of split things Uh up and maybe have a chance. It'd be interesting to do. So whilst we are leveling me up and screwing around with other stuff, I'd say we get in there and give it a go and see what happens. Sounds good. And speaking of giving things a go, Gearbox gave... Mayhem 2.0 ago, and then they said, hey, there's also some things we're looking at doing after this. We've already made some tweaks. We've taken some stuff back, but they also laid out like a little, I'm going to say it's a little roadmap. They called it a fine-tuning update, but it's kind of more of a roadmap of what changes are continuing to come. Some of it is related to Mayhem, and some of it is just kind of like, hey, here's the stuff we talked about eons ago in other updates saying they were going to come in later patches. They're still going to. So lots of good stuff in here. It, bro- it was broken up into two phases. Phase one is stat scaling and gear. Phase two is character balancing and build diversity. Let's just dive right in. Phase one. What you got, Eric? So when they said stat scaling and gear, what they're talking about is their intent here was for you go to Mayhem 1, you get all the cool anointed gear in there, and it lets you get into Mayhem 2 to then test your skills, test your gear, etc., mm-hmm. etc., well, they had found that some of the enemies, some of the things weren't scaling quite right, so they're going to be adjusting, and apparently that's going to make it better. But of course, that is only like the first phase of like a million things they're trying to do here. So it's, I'm like, well, I don't know, because this is this is kind of above my level. Uh, I'm like, I was in there just having yeah. fun and enjoying myself, but then I'd heard rumblings from uh, some of the bigger names out there. That things weren't feeling right. It just wasn't feeling good on Mayhem 10. And I was like, well, I would have no idea. And then, of course, this pops up that they see that and they want to go ahead and adjust, you know, underperforming gear, overperforming gear, get a better balance of everything. And then what you're getting from Mayhem level seven and up. And I was like, well, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware all this was going on because I'm not there. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't participate in that part of it. And so I was like, well, I guess it sounds cool. And I hope this, you know, makes people happy that are up there. <laughs> it's- yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they specifically said adjusting gear up and down for Mayhem levels seven and up. But then they also, right before that, said that they for the next takedown event, which is Guardian themed, uh-huh. as we recall. And as they said there in the notes, it says they're lowering the health, armor, and shield bonuses for enemies. And I'm like, 
But is that just for Mayhem 7 and Up? Is that tied into what you said later about the 7 and Ups? Or is that everywhere? Because, I mean, if it's everywhere, we were already smoking stuff, absolutely destroying stuff, just in Mayhem 2. So maybe they're starting it as a true takedown. So also for Mayhems, they're turning it down to make it not be completely ridiculous. Hopefully that's what it is, because they do specifically mention the takedown. And we've only had one so far, and blah, blah, blah. And when they said that, they said in higher levels of Mayhem, but then they went on to the next structure, you know, sentence structure, and then they specifically mentioned Mayhem 7, but that was in reference to the underperforming and overperforming gear. gear. So I don't know what point higher Mayhem means to them, but obviously it won't be the first three or four. So I think those will remain the same as we are, you know, like, so I wouldn't worry about me or you because we're already smoking and everything in Mayhem 2. We shouldn't be there, but we Mm. are just because we love Mayhem and explosions and killing everything and having fun. Yeah. And they do say, I mean, they do say that in the the little Mayhem 2.0 rundown of saying, if you like having the big challenge, you can crank it all the way up. If you just want to have an easy day and have a fun time and drink a whole bunch of beers and just be a drunken fool with your friend, that's what the lower Mayhems are for. That's what we're using it for. So we're actually doing literally what they just said. They literally said, drink a bunch of beers and act like a fool. And get really cool Yes. Yeah. And then if we're sober and want to take all that cool loot we got from Mayhem 2... It should have prepared us to go to Mayhem 3, 4, 5, et cetera, et cetera. But Eric, how will I know which Mayhem level I got this gear in? Oh, I was what? so drunk, I have no idea. You don't know where we oh, were playing. Gearbox thought of that because coming up, I think this is all in the next patch or in the next takedown area, they're adding the little line on the item card to say which Mayhem level you got this item from, which is good. Because if I'm for rolling through Mayhem Four and I'm still using my Mayhem Two guns, I'd be like, "Well, let me see what kind of." I, I, and I can actively compare it, mm-hmm. and I can actively compare it when I get that Q system here and the Q system there. Oh, it's the level four gun, and I can see that it's definitely better. Uh-huh. Or it's a level four gun, but it had a really crappy roll, so toss it anyway. More info is always better. Oh yeah, as long as it's put in there in a nice way. Don't no, I don't want to see some just blatant mayhem four smudged in there. Just put in a corner. All you don't want to see the beautiful. loading bar yeah, over like claptrap. Like that again. load bar is like, oh gosh. I mean, I understand it's neat, but yeah, it's definitely vulgar and just kind of like <laughs> weird. <laughs> it just is weird. I don't know. But uh, phase two, the very first thing: character build, balancing, and builds. This was where I was excited to see they want to put a focus on making sure that they fix a lot of the different uh, attributes and skill sets of the Mm -hmm. different characters so that a variety of builds can be used to get you to Mayhem 10, to have a good time, to play the way you want to play. And they said, we understand there's always going to be a couple builds that are stronger than the others, period. And those individuals Mm -hmm. that seek that are going to find that and tell all of you about it. But we want to make sure that you can play with any build we have put on there and use the skills given to you to accomplish Mayhem 10 and have a great time. That's super exciting because, as me and Matt have talked about a million times, we don't really like just playing how we're told to play, the exact way that you mm-hmm. have to play to be the best with the best damage, da, da, da. I want to go in there and pick what I want, and as long as I'm not a crazy person, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick enough skill sets and, and whatnot to be competent. And that's what they're talking about. They're saying, hey, as long as you're in there picking the right things, you're going to be good to go. So hopefully they can pull that off. I don't know. It does seem like a lot you off and, and make work. But I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say uh, they'll probably get there. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt anyway because I feel like, and I don't have a specific memory of what Mayhem levels I was on, but when I was playing before Mayhem 2.0, you know, I used the Gamma Burst with flak. That's the ability I use. And, you know, going through the main game, I could actually blow people up just with the gamma burst. I'd put it out and people would just vaporize. And then, you know, we got into true vault hunter mode and it would take a big chunk of health out. But then at some point it started doing like literally no damage whatsoever. And they've tweaked it in the meantime and in between time to now I put it out. And sometimes people do still vaporize or it's chunk giant honk of health right off of them and they're irradiated which is what i have it for so i hope that 
it I hope it continues to get even better because they're talking about putting skill damage added on the class mods that are going to drop from now on. So it'll be even better for me as we're going into higher mayhem modes. I won't see it go falling off so bad, maybe. So that'll be nice because I like I like using my skill and actually having it do stuff that it's there for uh-huh. and actually do damage instead of just being a health rift, yeah. which is nice too, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. You want to be able to use everything that you're given in the correct way to, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage of your prowess and your amazingness, you know, just be like, oh, yeah, I picked this because it does this and I'm amazing. And look at it go. Look how cool I am. Right? This is good. I like yeah, this. see, you know, I try, I try. <laughs> but And another thing that I do like specifically out of this this intro area to the character building thing. They were talking about in the future, whenever this part gets implemented, grenade mods will be listed as mayhem gear and will drop according to mayhem rules and rates and have, you know, have the item card and do the stamp thing, which is good because all I get are horrible grenades that are completely useless. Like I've been running with terrible grenades, like ever since true vault hunter ended, and every time it's, you know, we're playing in Mayhem 2, which isn't the big Mayhem thing, but, you know, I've been playing on much less than that, and I, I keep getting grenades that are like, hey, it does 100 damage, and it's a legendary. Why would I even have this? Why? So I'm excited to see grenades actually get fixed. I mean, if they're, you know, I don't farm for grenades, so maybe it's just horrible luck on my end. But if they're saying, hey, they're going to be Mayhem gear now, that says to me that they're going to scale like they're supposed to, which is what I want, so I can actually throw grenades and feel like a grenade, feel like a grenadier again. I just feel good. I agree with that statement. I blow myself up most of the time with grenades, so you know we got we got we got a real weird relationship. <laughs> gotta get a gotta find a middle yeah, ground. Find I can do nothing with grenades. All you do is kill yourself. That's not. But in here, speaking of middle grounds, man, another thing in this particular segment was that they realize that vending machines and chests are not dropping according yes. to the mayhem level you're on. And this would pertain to what you were just talking about, but also with everything mm-hmm. else. And I am in the middle on this one. I don't know whether I like it or not. I like it because obviously any loot you get that's according to whatever mayhem level you're in, that's fantastic. That's what you want. You don't want to be mm-hmm. in mayhem 10 getting mayhem 1 or no mayhem kind of gear because then it makes yeah. the chest and it makes the... uh the vending machines completely useless. However, this kind of gets into where I was talking about people just putting up to Mayhem 10, farming vending machines, getting the best gotcha. gear you can get, not even playing the game, just maxing out through uh, vending machine runs, and away they go. Now, does this affect me? No, it doesn't affect me. But in the long run, I can see people going, man, it was too easy. It was too easy. All I had to do was go run vending machine runs. Man, game's broken. So I'm kind of like, well, maybe the chest was a for sure good idea because at least that forces you to go out and fight mobs and screw around in the world. True. But the vending machine one is kind of iffy for me. I feel like you could make it easy and just like, hey, if it's within X number of feet of a, of a fast travel point, it, it's unaffected or something. Because, I mean, it's just like we talked about and we thought about it the first time we put on Mayhem Mode. We ran right to Marcus on Sanctuary 3 and went, hey, is there anything better? I can't really tell. Just his usual junk. So, yeah, I, get, I definitely get what you're saying. But at the same time, I'm going to actually appreciate being able to open chests and get excited about stuff now. Because when I would open chests and ping, 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 all three legendaries in that, they all go to Marcus and get sold because they're garbage. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice to actually be able to, just like I said with grenades, look at gear and go, wow, this is good. Let me put this on or try this out. So I'm I'm for it in general, but I 100% see what you're saying. Yeah, But jumping from that, we got performance and stability. They said, don't worry, everybody. Amongst all these other changes, we're going to make sure we prioritize getting the game smooth, keeping it play, you know, playing great, mm-hmm. getting the, uh, the load times down, all that good stuff. So hopefully they continue to do that. I have seen them make jumps and strides and leaps and bounds and that. It's getting True. better all the time. That's a song, isn't it? Getting better all the time, I think. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish I could pull it up right now. I can't. It's just, damn it. It's on the edge of my tongue. We get blocked. We get blocked. We can't do it. Yep. So I'm just going to jump from that to the quality of life segment, which I was I was, I was, was cheered up by, but also like retroactively pissed off because they said, hey, you know those fight for your life enhancements <laughs> yeah, that, that we talked about 10,000 years ago? <laughs> 
And we said, it's coming up in the next thing. Well, now it's totally in the next patch. Quote fingers. I'm using very big quote fingers here. You know, the stuff about how when you're getting rensed, you move slower. There's a bigger uh, interactable radius. Multiple people can res you. You get like a, a thing on your screen saying you're getting rezzed. Don't run around like an idiot. Because that happens to you and me all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Every time I try to res you, you always shift like that one half pixel out mouth. of the three pixel yep. wide radius. Oh. And I go, dude, I'm trying to get you, but it's like, you know, or I get bounced from a grenade or something. It's not infuriating, but it's infuriating. So please have the next patch be soon so I can just res my buddy in peace. That's all I want. No, I agree with that one wholeheartedly because for me it is annoying as all get out because when I got to come get you, I'm over here trying to get you and then something bounces me just a fraction of an inch off and it's over and then you die. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I know. I'm like, oh, I know what Matt's thinking. Oh, you just there came freaking give me a rest. Jeez, I'll be. So I'm like, no. Well, well, we both see it. You see it coming over, and then you see legs here, and then they go, whoop, 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 and you don't ever get the prompt because you got to be just right. Mm-hmm. But then you also get bounced, and you got to try and find the just right. And again. then it wants to reload every time before it reses. Let's not forget that yep, wonderful yep. little thing. Just the whole thing. We really need that rest system <laughs> improved just a little bit. It's going to be the best. I can't wait. And, of course, I can't wait to use my Iridium on something as well. And they've promised that they're going to fix that, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they did promise that. That was one thing that I think about every single time I play the game. Because we go around, especially when we're doing the Revenge of the Cartels event, we go around blasting that cocaine powder and just getting Iridium all the time. And I'm at like 2,000-some Iridium. And I just go, I look at the little number, I go, what do I even spend it on? Just like the money. I get the money and I just go, I got $20 billion. Oh, well. But they did say that they're going to be putting mission-specific rewards in the veteran rewards machine. So once you've completed the mission, you can go and get some stuff from there. They also said, <laughs> which... <laughs> they also said they're going to work on the Iridian Fabricator. Yeah. And when I read that, my brain said... What is that? I know. And then I they totally went, you know, forgot. the gun yep. that shoots the gun guns gun. out. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, the thing the I thing used I once, used, yep. I got blues and greens out of it, and then I hung it on the wall. Yeah. I put mine in the bank. I didn't hang it on the wall. And then my account got deleted, and then I went to my bank, and my bank's empty. So I don't even have the gun gun anymore. So it doesn't matter. It's gone. <laughs> but they did say they're going to tweak that. So the amount it's able to shoot amount of legendaries it's able to shoot out will increase. And then they're talking about for each trigger pulled, like the more you fire it, the better chances you have of getting more legendaries per shot. So if you loved playing around with that gun and you just kind of fell off of it because the performance wasn't what you wanted it to be, definitely check this out. And then when the patch hits and you know, this actually happens, then listen to us and you go, wow, look, it's there. Yay. I can pull it off the wall or out of the bank or go get another one from another run through the game. Uh-huh. And, and that's what I'm going to have to do. Yes. Fortunately, I was intending to do that anyway. Like I said, I was going to play with my my little one and uh, go through again oh, with, yeah, her, yeah. with her. And eventually we'll get there and I'll get me another fabricator and I'll be able to test it out and play with it. But for now, that mm-hmm. sucker is gone just as well as everything else that was in my banks. It's all gone. <laughs> Starting fresh from scratch. And then one last thing for me out of that segment. It doesn't really affect me, but it's something I feel like we should point out. They were talking about the named enemies getting their own dedicated loot pools. They said that is in the works, which is nice because it would be nice to, when I go and farm El Dragon Jr. for no reason, to actually know what he has a chance of dropping instead of it just being shrug emoji. Uh, kind of anything in the game, go Might for be it. one of these so that's nice. hundreds of legendaries. Who knows? Yep. Exactly. When they did the mini event where the rares had dedicated loot, that was fantastic. Yeah. That by itself was good. That was nice. I can't wait for them to implement what they've had in Borderlands 2 in the past where certain enemies, that is a weapon that they have, period. You will get it if yep. you farm them eventually or class mod, et cetera, et cetera. Super stoked to hear it because as you guys know, I do like to farm, but I like to farm with a mission. You know, I don't like to just randomly go out there and farm. No, I do like to go, hey, I need the bee, so I know to farm these three things to get said bee, and I'm a happy little camper. Can't wait for that to be Mm -hmm. implemented. And, of course, they talked about the future. We're going to keep listening to everybody. We're going to keep going on and on and on and making this the game that you keep coming to and playing and having a great time. And I have faith that they will do this. 
Yeah, I, I 100% have faith that they will continue to listen to the community and make improvements because they've been doing it all, ever since launch. Like every single hotfix that says, hey, more community issues. And whether it's two things or 80,000 things, there's always something they're tweaking and fixing. And, you know, listening to this complaint or this bug or this possible, you know, glitch over here. So props to them and uh, continue. If you still have issues with Borderlands 3, continue to send them via the support tickets or tweet at them in a big all caps angry voice and uh, let them know because they're working on it. So they will continue to do so. And speaking of working on, I wonder, Matt, this leads to the little mini topic to finish the night off here, is Unreal Engine 5 was announced, all right? Now, we Mm. all know that Borderlands has made an Unreal Engine 4. Previously, it was an Unreal Engine 3. Now, midway through Unreal Engine, Borderlands 3's development, it got switched to Unreal Engine 4. We were told, and of course heard through Ash, that that was mayhem and chaos and a lot of assets mm-hmm. didn't carry over properly. It was a hard, it was crazy. Took them a lot longer to make the game because of that transfer. Well, here's the question. The new consoles are coming, Matt. They're coming. Everyone's going to want the new hotness. Mm-hmm. We just saw Epic put out a tech demo that was going to be playable. So it's not like this some fake funk where it's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Even though it kind of is. Interesting if they, true. Interesting if no, true. No, this is, Don't believe anything. Put oh on your tinfoil hats. All right, right tinfoil hats. Never mind. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it was going to be playable at uh, GDC, but of course that all got canceled. So they just showcased it. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. They were like, oh man, the yeah. Quixel Mega Scans and the Nanite technology and all this other stuff. Wow. Dynamic lighting. and I, I, I got to jump in because I got major beef with this. <laughs> I was watching this today to get boned up on it, and I actually did fall asleep halfway through. Oh but I also, I, I also want to say it's probably because I heard the word triangles nineteen hundred yeah, billion times. You're right. Like the amount of triangles that were in that big room mm-hmm. they showed, and they were like, "Look at all the triangles." That was the amount of times they said triangles. Yes. Also, in the presentation, were, I couldn't stand it. They I were deal pushing with it. it huge, and I understand why. Because it is yeah, freaking yeah. crazy that they're not going to be having to compress stuff, so it's going to all be open and having all all these triangles allows for the oh down to the polygonal sensor blah 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 blah. So you're going to get and then it allows us to take these photo images and basically insert them into our games and keep all yeah. of the angles and such intact, ready to go. And I'm like, that is all fantastic, but you're right, it was mm-hmm. it was insane how much they kept pushing that and just mentioning it over and over again. And especially as gamers who grew up like through the 90s and 2000s, I remember us going from sprites to polygons and like, oh man, there's like twice as many polygons on screen in this game and with this console. So it feels like we've gone from polygons back down to triangles. Uh-huh. Here's, here's a multi-sided shape and now it's a three-sided shape. Yeah. No, you. it sounds 10 times worse. But if you put tell, 10, tell me there's 20 billion polygons <laughs> in that no, and I'll you, be like, wow, that's you, a lot of polygons. It's 10 million no. triangles to make a, a sphere. It's beautiful. I get it. I'm just saying. You're, <laughs> now it's going to be like, we got four lines. Yeah, exactly. We got 20, 100 billion lines in this one. It's so good. Uh, anywho, they did the whole tech demo. <laughs> Epic did it. They had fun with it. They had uh, the geeks this, come out and talk about it. This is the kind of expert analysis. This is the kind of expert analysis you get on third shift right. third shift only. There's a triangle and a polygon. What is what it? Is I don't that? know. Who knows, man? They were showing it. It was crazy looking. It looked gorgeous. That's that's what we know. That's all we know. Now, the reason I brought it up, though, and mentioned it is because you know that Gearbox is probably going to continue using Unreal Engine. So mm-hmm. we also know that Gearbox is fond of bringing their titles over to the next system in a remastered, upgraded version, et cetera, et cetera. They've been doing it for mm-hmm. a long time now. What do you think? Do you think they're going to make the big step like Epic is with Fortnite? And transitioning their previously Unreal Engine 4 to an Unreal Engine 5 game? Or do you think they're not going to do that? Because Epic is, and others are talking about getting on board. Do you think Gearbox is going to, in 2021 or maybe early 2022, release a Unreal Engine 5 version of Borderlands 3? Or do you think that they're just going to continue as is, maybe... Uh, smooth things out, but keep it on Unreal Engine 4 whilst making the next big game, Brothers and Arms, Borderlands 4, whatever the heck it is. I, I think what you're going to get is you're going to get, just like they did with the Handsome Collection, you're going to get a 
an up-resed version, like in a couple years, maybe, you know, like a year or two on PS5, Xbox One X, that'll be like, oh man, we added in ray tracing or this, you know, all the other cool stuff it can do, but we didn't re-up and re-engine it. I, you know what? I, I still don't think they're going to re-engine You don't it. even I think don't, they'll re-engine it? You don't think they'll do anything with it? Unless it's super easy to convert, but I mean, how could you just generate all that many triangles out of thin air? I feel like they're going to, you know, up-res it, up, you know, up-jazz up it in a couple of years and then have like a, maybe like a super ultra textures pack like they did with Handsome Collection where they had like the HDR pack. That's what I think they're going to I feel like do. that's where you're going. I think that's yeah. what they're going to do. I, I was going to play Devil's Advocate and, and try to push for a uh, Unreal Engine 5 Borderlands 3, but because mm. it doesn't really make sense, it doesn't seem practical because as we know from talking to Ash and, and whatnot, it's a ton of work and it's crazy. It's not going to happen. They're mm. going to be too hard at work on whatever mystery titles they're working on for probably PlayStation 5, et cetera, as we speak. So yeah. it's not likely. But I think a texture pack, a free texture pack to just kind of upgrade everything from PS4 or, the, or Xbox One onto the next system is very likely because you want to keep yourself relevant. And they want Borderlands 3 to be something yeah. that carries over for the next three, four years or whatever, however many years it ends up being. They, they can't allow everything just to kind of fall to the wayside and let the graphics dip. And, and don't get me wrong, Borderlands 3 is beautiful. But once everybody yeah. starts to get their hands on this Unreal Engine 5 and other technologies that have that kind of power, it's going to change everything. Well, and plus, like they said in that presentation for the Unreal Engine 5, they're saying everything, you know, everything currently is developed for you know spinning hard disks that you know that go back to the 50s is what the guy said so i feel like if you can get some really ultra mega textures and then just i, I don't know how this works but if you can get unreal engine 4 textures crank them all the way up since these next cons- these next generation of consoles will have ssds you can just you know copy and paste hey the metal texture here now looks like this and it's got the color shaders on it the rock texture looks like this and sure it'll pull a much bigger file from the disk but since you're on an ssd it'll be that much quicker uh-huh. so you i feel like you could force better assets into those consoles without having to redesign the whole pig i would agree with that i think that sounds legitimate and i hope that's what they do i feel like that's what they need mm-hmm. to do just because, as I said, you want to stay relevant, and with this stuff coming, it's not going to work out for them if they don't. I mean, yeah. and, and don't get me wrong, I understand when the new systems come out, that is not what you're going to see in your games. We've already, we, hell, we've already been right. shown that when they did the, hey, look at the games that are coming here. They did not look mm-hmm. like Epic's tech demo did at all. Yeah, not even close. So. I think they even stated at some point, I can't be sure on that, but they even said that this is going to take a little time. This is going to take time for uh, developers to get their hands on and really start to get a feel for how to use the tools and what the power is going to be for the next-gen systems before you're going to see that. Epic's just way ahead of the curve. I mean, hell, they're the ones who made Unreal Engine 5, so duh, they know every in and Mm -hmm. out of it. It's going to take time for the rest. So you're not going to see games pushing that kind of fidelity until at the end of 2021, probably earliest, I would imagine. So we got time, but I'm just stating that eventually it's going to be an issue. And at the same time, you know, when a new console is out, how many how many console gamers are a going to be able to afford to have both? Uh-huh. Like if you're upgrading to a five, maybe you got to sell your four. So you getting five and then also play games on that, but then also come back and plug in your PS4 and play Borderlands 3 if that's the only place you have to play it. If you're a PC gamer, who cares? Thankfully, it's going to be backwards compatible. So, Oh, that's right. I forget about all yeah. this stuff anyway. So you're, you're fine. You'll be able to play it on the PS5, no problem. That's why I think whoa, the texture pack is going to be amazing. What about... People like my friend Eric, who can't even get his saves to go to the cloud anymore. If you think that's going to go between two consoles, you're dead in the water wrong, young man. We're going to have to start all new characters on the PS5s. No. Because ain't, ain't, no ain't no way your saves are going to go over. The, Somehow, magically, mine will go. Well, and yours yes. will be like, I, no, no, I that's another thing, man. Go. That's another thing altogether. Yes, my stuff's <laughs> going to get corrupted and destroyed somehow, and nothing's going to go where it needs to. <laughs> but for everybody else in the world, you're going to be just fine. 
it's going to just transfer right over and say, oh, we see that you have a Borderlands account. Well, let's take a look. Oh, look, you have a level 57 Moe's and away you go. Have a great day. Yeah. So if if it is 100% backwards compatible and works great right out the box, great and cool. But if it doesn't, then you, you're definitely going to want to have you know some version of it on the newer console to continue to get people to play it. That, that, that was the point I was trying to make because you don't want to just be developing for last gen when next gen is right there and you don't have a you don't have a pre-made install base but if it's backwards compatible you do anyway whatever my point may be moot but it might not be hey who knows I'm gonna bet money actually I'll bet money that at this moment they've got people working on a texture pack or some kind of whatever it is already yeah. getting there so that way when the PS5 hits they can be the ones to come out and give you that big awesome announcement. Hey everybody, you know what Borderlands Street, don't remember, don't forget, you can still play it on you know in the new system. And for everybody going on to the new system, we got a free texture pack for you. It's gonna make everything even fresher, clearer, and more beautiful. So you definitely wanna keep playing Borderlands Street and of course buy the new system. It's a win win for everybody. Because that's exactly what they did with Handsome Collection. It was a free push out to everybody. They didn't charge anybody for nothing, didn't have to reissue it, no nothing. So perfect. It's it's established. It's right there. That's how we do it. There it is. It's all put together. And if you didn't see anything on the uh, Unreal Engine 5, I, I'd recommend you go watch that tech demo because it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because after seeing all the uh, games previously that were coming to the PlayStation 5 and stuff, I was like, well, this is neat and stuff. And we talked about this on a previous episode. I'm, I'm still stoked about wait times being reduced, all that other stuff. That's all really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is a part of you that always hopes. Yeah, and you still want to see things look better. It's just ingrained in me over the hundreds of yeah. years of playing video games, and it wasn't there. And I was like, "Well, that's just kind of sad." I was really—I know they said it wasn't going to really be a big thing, but it wasn't, and I was still bro- heartbroken about it. But to see them pull out this with the Unreal, I went, "Okay, no, they were lying. It's there. It'll be there. It's fine." If it's oh, there, it, if man. it's not just some some <laughs> some, some fake pre-recorded pre-rendered crap, this and that. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. It is a gorgeous presentation, and it is informative. So if you if you can turn on, if you have like a filter in your brain, and like you got like a hearing aid in, just turn it to like drop triangles out of out of the words, so you don't hear the word triangles. It'd be great. It's really cool. Graphics are gorgeous. You get some definite behind the scenes stuff with that. But if nothing else, just you know, put it on mute while you're at work and watch that that little gameplay segment and look at those graphics and that lighting. It's really cool. It's really awesome. Even if you're not into tech specs and all that stuff, take a look at it. My last note on this is I will, the dynamic AI that had me just like twiddling my little hands together where it's like it understands what you're about to Mm. do and where you're about to go. So it can take the clothing on you. And then of course, where it knows your foot's going to be, there's a crevice there. So instead of like your typical game where it's like, Hey, when you push up, we're going to make your clothes rustle this way. When you push sideways, your clothes rustle this way with this dynamic AI going. It'll be able to just determine how fast you're going, at what angle you're going, and make everything adjust to that and look beautiful. And one thing on the dynamic foot placement, that's something I've watched like some Game Maker's Toolkit videos on or you know, one of those YouTube channels that describes how games are made. There were a lot of ones with like procedural foot generation where like you're basically controlling the body and the feet kind of go uh-huh. where they should go. And those all have looked like super jank, ridiculous anytime I've seen it. So if it's getting so good that the feet actually go to where feet would go and the anim- animations transition appropriately, uh-huh. even that's a big step. Because, you know, we've, we've all seen the, you know, I'm walking and then you just herk mm-hmm. up into the stairs animation and then like the, the big step and it goes herk down into the flatland animation. And it looked really good in this little slice that they showed. So even if it's something like that, like natural movement, natural you know, clothes movement, texture movement, natural foot placement, really cool stuff. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, there's so much more, but I don't want to talk about all of it. That's not what we're here for tonight. Get in there, check it out for That's yourselves, true. and maybe on another podcast or episode or something, we'll kind of di- dive deep into all that because we've got some other information from other games that we can tie in for some other stuff, and it's going to be relevant and actually talkable on this podcast soon. Whoa. That's right, because changes are coming to Third Shift. This is the wrap-up segment, but we're just going to say we said it on IG2G earlier this week. We're saying it here, too, just in case you only listen to one show or the other. I don't know why you do that. But 
Our glorious editor, Danny, will be leaving us either after this episode or shortly after, maybe another week or two. It's going to depend on how things all fall out with you know, getting stuff around and, and, and manageable from for a team of two versus a team of three. So A, first of all, everybody send your thanks to Danny. You can send that to us via the new email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, because the old one may be going away. You can tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. You can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And in that in that changing of the guard, like we said on IG2G, we're going to be folding some IG2G stuff into here. So be expecting to see, hear more general gaming topics, maybe a couple releases each week. Whatever, whatever floats the boat, whatever works for us or whatever works for you. So if you guys want to see that, if you don't, if you have other things you want us to talk about, contact us via all the contactable information things. Do that stuff. I, I blew it. You did something, though. You made it work. Okay, I think they understand what you're trying to get at. <laughs> it will remain a Gearbox slash gaming podcast. So just add the slash gaming part. So you know what? If Gearbox is light, that opens up the window for us to talk about some general gaming stuff or favorite games mm-hmm. like, you know, Persona 5, you know what I'm saying? You know, that kind of thing. Whatever we <laughs> Welcome want Welcome to. to the Persona cast. <laughs> so not much will change, but a little bit will change. So be ready for that. And as we said on the IG2G as well, make sure uh, as we go along, if you like or dislike some of the stuff we're doing or messing around with, just let us know. And uh, if we see fit, maybe we'll change it, but maybe we won't. Depends on if we like what you're talking about or not. Because it's our show. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is 100% true. But, hey, feedback from you guys is always welcomed. It's always good. Like like we we both said it, if things are going away you don't want them to go, let us know if they're going away that you really do enjoy or you got suggestions for things you want us to talk about. As always, contact us via what I just said earlier, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, thirdshiftme on Twitter, or thirdshift on Facebook. Indeed, you can find us over there. You can, too, find us under the old Patreon. We treat it like a little old tip jar. Anything and everything is muchos appreciated. Helps us keep the lights on, pay those evil internet people that make us do things for money. It's sad. We don't want to do it. That's why we rely on you for some help. But, hey, you know what? If you can't help us financially because corona is still out there, COVID has taken over the world, we understand you can support us by doing exactly what Matt said. Giving us some feedback, throwing us messages, the likes, five-star ratings here and there, going over to Twitch, subscribing, following whatever all the things that you typically hear about they help us can't say it enough don't know what anybody doesn't understand about that but it really does help us we really do appreciate it we'll be back in your ear holes on the 22nd of may for our very next episode and you can find that episode on itunes on stitcher on podbean on spotify and on youtube as i always say if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out please give us a like a rating review a comment a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out And we really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. And we just want to say one more time, farewell to Danny, sort of maybe now or next time, depending on how it works out. But make sure you tell her, (laughs) hey, she's very much appreciated and stuff, all that. So get on over there. She'll be a five star soon. Discord froze, but whatever you said, I'm sure was great, Eric. So until the time that you hear us next, there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to say Shut up and sit down.